Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome back to Live Mike. I am Lee Lonsberry. Guess what? Senator Mitt Romney and President Donald Trump are going back and forth with one another. Turns out they're not on the same page when it comes to mail-in voting. (laughs) It may be the case that they are not on the same page when it comes to many questions. So here's the headline from The Hill. Romney counters Trump. 90% of very Republican Utah votes by mail. What's the backstory? Right now, President Trump is claiming that voting by mail disadvantages Republicans. Specifically, he has threatened to withhold certain federal monies from Michigan and other states as they move towards the presidential elections in November. If, if, in an effort to mitigate the spread of this coronavirus, that those states engage in vote by mail or universal voting by mail. Senator Romney looked at how we have been doing things here in the state of Utah for some time now and said, "Uh, hold on a second, In, in my state? I'll bet 90% of us vote by mail. It works very, very well, and it's a very Republican state. That response from Romney came as he spoke with a gaggle of reporters on Capitol Hill. In my state, I'll bet 90% of us vote by mail. It works very, very well, and it's a very Republican state. Now, is he right? Does it work very, very well? Well... There's a study, which was conducted by Stanford University, and the findings there is that universal vote-by-mail doesn't provide an advantage to either the GOP or Democrats, which is interesting. White House Press Secretary at a briefing just yesterday disputed that assertion. I won't get into exactly what the funding considerations are. I would note that his tweets were meant to alert Secretary Mnuchin um, and Mr. Vote about um, head of OMB about um, uh, his concerns with trillions of dollars going to these states and his noted concerns about um, a lot of fraud that is potentially at play when you have mass mail-in voting. 
there is a bipartisan consensus on the fact that mass mail-in voting can lead to fraud. There was a 2005 commission by none other than President Carter, who's not a member of the Republican Party, um, and also James Baker about this, concluding that these ballots, quote, remain the largest source of potential voter fraud. So this is a concern. The president's right to look at this. We want a free and fair election, and that's his concern. I'm not a big fan of trashing the White House right now. Much of what comes from the White House in terms of policy, I find myself supporting. But I'm not a big fan of that press secretary right there, (laughs) in a very condescending way, uh, reminding us all, as if we didn't know, that President Carter, in fact, was not a Republican. Okay, thank you, press secretary. That's very kind of you to point out. The dispute here is with the assertion by the president and the president's office there and this Stanford study, which observes that, in fact, vote by mail provides no advantage to either GOP or Democrats. Several states for a long time, including Colorado, Hawaii, Oregon, Washington, and of course, the beehive state of Utah, have had mail-in voting as an option. And come June 30th, here in the state of Utah, when the primary election is held, It will be strictly vote by mail. We've been ahead of this for some time. We've done pretty well. Here in the state of Utah, uh, you might not realize it, we are really, really good at doing stuff right here in Utah. Really, really good at it. I mentioned earlier in the program all these countless studies that are emerging from uh, here in the United States, from around the world that have noticed what's happening here in Utah, particularly in our battle against the coronavirus. We're going to bounce back, or it is estimated, rather, that we are so much better positioned to bounce back from this than anywhere else in the world. And when it comes to our voting and the way that we have been able to adapt to the clear and present dangers to uh, alter the system just so slightly so as to maintain integrity and also maintain health and safety is admirable. There's a fascinating study that looks at uh, two counties here in Utah. It looks at Salt Lake County and Utah County in a community where the county line runs right through the middle. Utah County had implemented, or I'm sorry, Salt Lake County had implemented the mail-in option. Utah County was just a step behind that, and it found that voter participation on the Salt Lake County side of that community was up by an incredible percentage, an unpredictably high percentage. Anyway, as the primary race comes to an end, and on June 30th, the date of the primary election, and all of the ballots are sent in by mail, we will do so uh, with a tried and tested process. And we again, here in the state of Utah, will be the example for the rest of the world. The rest of the United States, at least. The rest of the world will come around to democracy and voting and all that, uh, eventually. (laughs) But we're doing stuff right here in the state of Utah. I'm anxious to see how it all turns out. I cannot wait to uh, get the the results, specifically the participation results. Of course, I want to know the results of the election themselves, but participation. Let me ask you, have you 
what are your plans? Does does a mail-in ballot or your ability to vote via mail-in ballot make you more or less likely to participate in the primary? Forget party, uh, but but does your ability to to mail in your ballot, or or do you feel maybe that there is something untoward afoot, and that somehow democracy is being compromised because you're not able to uh, slip into a voting booth, flip a lever, pull a curtain to the side and walk out, show your ID and all that. Maybe I'm off base. Maybe I'm wrong. Send me a note, would you? 57500. It's the Utah Community Credit Union text line. 57500. Uh, text me a note on this topic or anything else we've covered on the program today. Uh, that concert, this Colin Ray concert, certainly has my attention. We've got to find out what the deal is there. We need to get to the bottom of the story. And we're on our way, and we'll keep it up for the balance of this program. Also, want to invite you before I go to break to download the KSL News Radio app. It's powered by Any Hour Services. On there, you will find all the latest details on this vote by mail story, as well as the Colin Ray concert and every other bit of news relevant to you and your community. That's again the KSL News Radio app. Download it, enjoy it. Uh, I'm a big fan. I'm going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to continue this conversation about vote by mail. But we're going to do so with a USU political science professor, the expert on this topic. Damon Can will be my guest next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome back to Live Mike. Pretty good day today. I got a little worked up earlier. That concert, this Colin Ray thing, man, it's grinding my gears. I never say that, grinding my gears. Come on. (laughs) That's a funny saying. We've been talking about voting by mail. On June 30th, here in the state of Utah, the primary election to nominate candidates from the various offices, or from the various parties, rather, to the various elections will take place, and it will happen strictly by mail. That's happening here in Utah. Now, it's happening here in Utah as a result of a special session of the Utah State Legislature Responding to, of course, the reality in which we find ourselves these days. That's the coronavirus threat. COVID-19 is all around us, and it is impacting every aspect of our lives. It is not unexpected that it would impact our elections, as it has already. You have seen so many impacts already. And this issue is not only confined here to Utah, but, of course, the president just yesterday in the White House said that these ballots are dangerous. What's he mean? Central to the life of our democracy is removed. Mail-in ballots are a very dangerous thing. They're, they're subject to massive fraud. And by the way, uh, you know, I don't want to put anybody on the spot. If you have anything to say about this or whatever, but uh, how, how can you do that? All right, that's poor audio quality. I won't... Uh... I won't torture you through the rest of that, but I'll summarize it. And it was the president addressing folks from the White House, speculating that mail-in voting, he was defending a tweet he sent out earlier, mail-in voting is, number one, 
very dangerous, and number two, subject to fraud. That's the president. He leads the Republican Party. That's his position. On the other side of the coin, in a news conference today, Speaker Pelosi had this to say on the same topic. Central to the life of our democracy is removing obstacles of participation to voting. Now, oddly enough, this is somehow a partisan issue. Republicans are not big fans of mail-in voting. Democrats are big fans of mail-in voting. And yet, uh, as I shared with you in the last segment, there's a study out of Stanford that has found that universal vote-by-mail does not provide an advantage to either the GOP or Democrats. Now, listen, if I'm honest, I have exhausted my understanding and knowledge on this topic, and so to help us understand further exactly uh, what this means and how you and I ought to think about voting by mail uh, is someone who has studied it at great detail, uh, and that is Professor Damon Can, who joins me on the line now from Utah State University, the Political Science Department. Sir, how are you? I'm well, thanks, Lee. How are you? I'm hanging in there. This coronavirus has me continuing to broadcast from my guest bedroom. I can't wait to be out of here, but uh, uh, I'll stop complaining and uh, ask you, sir, in this issue of voting by mail, what's the one thing that we should all understand? Well, uh, vote by mail, uh, like any other election system, whether it's in-person voting, electronic voting machines, uh, or, or an all-vote-by-mail or some hybrid systems, there are good ways to do these kinds of elections, uh, and there are not good ways to, to do these elections. Uh, and if you do a high-quality, high-integrity vote-by-mail system with the right protections in place, it is at least as safe uh, and effective and resistant to fraud, uh, if not more so, than other forms of voting. What, what, the key is making sure you do it right. What are some of the characteristics of the process being done right? Yeah, that's a great question. So uh, a lot of people, when they first hear about vote by mail, imagine that someone's just running off photocopies of the same ballot and sending out thousands of ballots with no way to track, verify, monitor who's casting the ballot, those kinds of things. Uh, but uh, uh, in an in-person election, uh, many states choose to use a voter ID system to verify. Uh, in a vote-by-mail election uh, that's done with high integrity in the way that we have been doing them at the county level in Utah, uh, is, uh, is run by signature verification, the same process that banks use uh, to ensure the integrity of checks and those processes are also in place for uh, running a vote-by-mail election. Uh, on top of that, um, you can include a scannable barcode on each ballot uh, so that you can determine whether a ballot has been cast or not cast, uh, and you can track them. This is akin to inventory tracking. It does not track how you voted or who you voted for, but it just tracks whether you did or did not cast the ballot. Uh, and so that makes it uh, possible so that if someone calls in and says, hey, can, I lost my ballot, can you send me another one, uh, that the county clerk's office can actually deactivate the old ballot and send a new one out so that, that if the other ballot was lost or stolen or someone else came across it, it can't be used in a fraudulent sort of way. Uh, and so uh, careful tracking in that way, along with uh, the signature verification process, 
uh, can give people a high degree of confidence that their mail-in ballot was counted as they intended. Are, are, are safeguards like that and others in place here in the state of Utah? Yes. Uh, you know, Utah is fortunate in that um, that we've prepared. Uh, we, we're probably among the most prepared states in the country to go to an all-vote-by-mail system. Uh, you know, you go back about 10 years ago, and you had 20, 25 percent or so of the electors in Utah that was using absentee ballots to vote by mail already. Uh, and, uh, Thomas Wright uh, was at the time the chair, I think, of the Salt Lake County Democrat uh, Republican Party, mm-hmm. uh, and now, of course, one of our candidates for governor. Uh, and he really uh, amped up Republicans' use of vote-by-mail in hopes that that could help Republicans be more successful in Salt Lake County elections. Then uh, our Lieutenant Governor Spencer Cox, also uh, one of our gubernatorial candidates, um, working uh, with uh, uh, under direction of the Utah State Legislature, uh, passed some legislation and then, then implemented the legislation that allowed counties, if they choose, to vote by mail. In the 2018 election uh, and, and 2016 as well, when, when the president uh, uh, was on the ballot last uh, and, and won uh, plurality of the vote in Utah, um, probably well over half of Utahns were voting by mail in those mm-hmm. elections. Uh, so, um, uh, so we have um, a, a lot of experience with vote by mail in Utah. Uh, the, the thing that really changes is the last few people, uh, the last few counties that haven't been doing it in this election will transition to a full vote, vote by mail, along with counties like Davis County that have been doing it for several elections in a row. I understand. I have one last question for you, and it has to do with does vote by mail favor one party uh, or the other? I made reference to that Stanford study that asserted that, in fact, no uh, advantage is provided to either the GOP or the Democrats. Have you observed uh, similar findings? Yes, that's exactly what we've seen in our own research uh, in Utah, some work that I did alongside uh, uh, colleagues at the University of Utah and BYU. Uh, We found no partisan advantage one way or the other in Utah. Uh, The Stanford study shows the same thing. Uh, uh, Priscilla Southwell, a professor that studied this in Oregon uh, some years ago, found when Oregon made the transition the same thing. Uh, in, in state after state, as we get experience with this, what we see is that it makes it easier for people who already want to vote to be able to cast their ballot, but we don't see any shift in um, in partisanship uh, or, or balance of power between the two parties. Utah is Republican in their statewide voting, as they always have been, uh, even after moving closer and closer to vote by mail. Uh, and, and some of these other states, you know, Colorado, it does vote by mail. They're as purple as they've been. Uh, Oregon has tended to be a blue state, and, and that was true both before and after uh, vote by mail. So, uh, you know, the, uh, the, uh, the, the key thing to know is it's about making voting convenient rather than about making voting uh, more partisan in one sure. direction or another. We'll leave it at that. Damon Can, USU political science professor, thank you so much for your expertise. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I am going to dip into the archives and look at a debate which turns out has been waging here in Utah for over 100 years.
whether or not the wearing of a mask will protect against a pandemic. <laughs> the argument started in 1918 and continues today. We'll go through the details next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.